As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back to Full Time with Meg Linehan. I'm Meg. You're listening to a show all about women's soccer on the Athletic Podcast Network. Now, this week, Sophie Savage of Olympique Lyonnais joins. She is the head of international football, and that title means a big strategic role with involvement for both, you know, the Champions League winning Lyon, plus the team a little bit closer to home in OL Reign. Now, Lyon is currently here in the States to compete in the Women's International Champions Cup, so we saw a little bit of a crossover between the two teams this past weekend. First, Full Time with Meg Linehan is presented by Klarna, the new smart way to pay when you shop online for tickets, team merch, and more. And of course, before we get to the rest of today's episode, as always, you can show your support of Full Time, plus get all of our women's soccer coverage and everything else The Athletic has to offer on our site and our app. You can subscribe right now at theathletic.com slash full time. All right, let's get to the news. There is, as always, a lot of it this week. Now, as a full disclosure, the podcast was wrapped up before the U-20 World Cup uh, play games tonight, but there is definitely a big result one way or the other for the U.S. Women's National Team U-20s. So Thursday morning, if you did not watch that game, go track down that result because it's going to be big one way or the other. All right, the rest of it. Allie Watt is heading east thanks to a trade between O.L. Reign and the Orlando Pride. Rain get $125,000 in allocation money with Watt heading to Orlando. On Monday, Angel City FC announced that Angela Hukley's Mangiano has been promoted to general manager with Enia Luco's role evolving to director of recruitment. I spoke to Angela on Sunday ahead of this announcement about her approach to the role and what changes over to her new role from her previous one as vice president of player development. Now she is always, always, always a thoughtful interview. So if you haven't read, there's a if you have not read it yet, there's a link in the show notes. Ryan Clark of the Oregonian Oregon Live had a long investigative report this week on the Portland Thorns and Portland Timbers front office, with ten former employees describing a workplace environment that they say was hostile towards women and working mothers over the past decade. Plus, reported concerning behaviors from the team's president of business, Mike Golub, who is also involved on the NWSL side of the business and has been involved in the NWSL, you know, in general, league work as well, including the committee for the most recent commissioner search. 
There is no statement from MLS yet, but the NWSL did release one via a spokesperson, which reads, There's nothing more important than the culture of the league. Every person, players and employees included, deserve a respectful and professional workplace where people are supported and empowered to do their job. We are aware that the club conducted a culture study in 2021 and are supportive of the workplace policy changes that they have implemented in response to those findings. We expect everyone associated with the NWSL to conduct themselves in a manner that creates a healthy and positive work environment, and we will continue to work tirelessly to achieve that objective. Obviously, another big story out of Portland, so there is a little bit of fallout here, as always, so keep your eyes out for updates on this front because... You know, I think it, there are discussions still to be had about culture across American soccer in general. All right, final thing. It, it did take a little extra time for it to actually happen, but as expected, Monica Vergara is out as the technical director of Mexico. Mexico finished last in the group last month at CONCACAF W Championship without a win and failed to qualify for the 2023 World Cup, and they won't have a shot at the 2024 Olympics either. The news follows the Federation's earlier shakeup, their cleaning of house in mid-July, and their sporting director departing from the role. Mexico has named interim coaches, and but there are big ambitions to grow the following of the women's national team here in the U.S. with an expanded partnership via Soccer United Marketing. So the team is now at that crossroads we were all expecting. What comes next? We'll find out. All right, and also, you know what, one more thing. Since we're on an OL kick today with the episode... Really a great moment this week. Laura Harvey claimed the record for most wins as an NWSL coach with 82 as the Reign defeated Gotham FC 4-1 at home at Lumen Field. The postgame was obviously a pretty happy time on Zoom, not just because of the win, but because of the record. So here's some sound from Laura Harvey, who honestly did not even know that she had claimed the record until after the final whistle, plus Megan Rapino and Rose Lavelle who I will say arguably could start their own comedy routine based on how this press conference went. Laura, um, congrats on the win. Congrats on the the record. I mean, I remember being back with you at Dillboy Stadium back in 2013 uh, when the rain got their first win. <laughs> um, so I'm wondering if, you know, I know that we kind of talked through a lot of the same stuff when you rejoined the rain, but this is a pretty substantial record and I'm, I'm just honestly wondering what it means to you. Yeah. I actually had no idea at the end of the game. I was like, why is everyone taking photos of me? Like <laughs> aren't they going to Pino or Rose or whatever? I'd totally forgotten about it. Um, I think it says, it says two things to me. One, I'm old. I've been here a long time. Um, and two, I've been very privileged to, work for this club and obviously I'm at the Utah uh, gig where I've worked with some unbelievable players who've been able to put a product out in the field that, you know, I believe in and, and also work with some unbelievable coaches um, along the way, obviously Sam from day one, uh, Ben, uh, Racky now, Doug way back when, and then my time in Utah with Scott um, and Amy LaPalbert and, and Jason Batty, I think, you know, it's, it's always a team effort. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm obviously very proud that we've been able to put on a show today. Cause I think obviously the record's great, but it was a huge, huge game for us. And we knew it after last weekend and, and not beating Louisville away where we, you know, we should have won all three of those games and we didn't, uh, we've had a very, 
uh, very tough week, I would say, just as a group, just to be very honest with each other and, and to top it off by getting three points, scoring goals, which was great. Um, and then on top of that, this, this record just uh, is an extra cherry on top of the cake, I would say. Hello. Uh, I was hoping, you know, you already brought up Laura Harvey, but obviously this is someone who's been around the league since day one. And I was just wondering if the two of you could kind of comment on her presence back with the team, but also just, you know, kind of a coach that, I mean, Megan, you've, you've basically played for her the entire time, but Rose uh, as a player that played against her too, and what she brings to the NWSL. Yeah, I think um, she's kind of a tactical mastermind and um, playing against her. It's always hard, but I'm so happy to be playing on her team now. I think I've learned so much from her and grown so much as a player. Um, and then just her as a person. She's amazing. She um, just brings so much fun and joy to the game for us. And I think um, when you get to this level, it's obviously um, sometimes you can lose sight of that. So to have a coach that um, you can learn from, but also still keep the game fun um, is incredible. And I think there's no better person for um this record to be had. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Megan. Um, yeah, I mean, just to echo Rose, I mean, I think first and foremost, Laura is just an amazing person. Um, to play for Laura is really special. She really cares about her players just as people first. Um, and that is something that you don't always get or um, is uh, sometimes a little bit elusive in pro sports where you're, you know, maybe moving teams or people are assholes sometimes, so they don't do that. But Laura really makes a point to care about not only you as a person, but your own development as a player. Um, and it's just like such a, a joy. Obviously, I've grown up, you know, playing with Laura. I feel like um, I feel very lucky to be in this system with her. I feel like I am part of the system and the system is part of me. And it just literally feels like air sometimes playing, um, you know, to, to have a coach that is constantly challenging you um, and the ability to challenge every player at whatever level that they're at in their career or, you know, later stages, early stages, wherever they are. I think that that's something that's really unique and speaks to, uh, you know, her ability as a coach, but also just tactically, I think her, uh, level of knowledge and awareness and education of the game that she's able to meet every player where they are and really challenge everyone. Um, and I think just in terms of the NWSL, you, you can't talk about the NWSL without talking about Laura Harvey, without talking about the teams that she's coached, the players that she's had, the style that we've played, the impact that this club and Laura have had on the league. Um, you know, she's obviously like one of the founding sort of like OGs. Um, and I think that the league is so much better with her coaching, but also just her influence on things and her, uh, you know, not just style wise, but I think just, you know, off the field and everything, um, the league is so much better because Laura's in it. And uh, to be able to play this long um, and win this many games uh, with her, there's like a few sprinkled in uh, with Salt Lake, just a few. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> oh, you like that one? <laughs> um, to be able to win this many times going through, you know, the wild stuff that we've been through. Like I can just think of all, Laura going absolutely bananas on the sideline a million times, um, to be able to do it at home obviously is really special and just like 
so delighted for her. She really deserves all of this and so much more. All right, let's get to today's interview. Now, the NWSL has changed a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot since OL came into this league via their friendly acquisition of the Reign. But arguably, they were maybe the first sign of the new era of growth for the NWSL. And that growth has only accelerated, not just here, but with Women's Champions League and the overall landscape for Lyon and Euros, you name it, it's all happening right now. So Sophie Savage has a big role on both sides of this for Lyon and has quietly been one of the folks stepping up on the league level. So with Lyon here in the States, it's the perfect time to check in with her. Here's Sophie. So Sophie, I just really was hoping at first, like you could maybe give listeners uh, kind of a rundown of what your job is, just because I know you know, everybody knows about OL coming into NWL, heading over, taking over the rain. But just in terms of, you know, day to day, it feels like your job is very big. <laughs> well, my job is uh, mainly st- on strategic topics. So I led the the NWSL project of Olympique Lyonnais. Uh, we started at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, before the World Cup, and the the vision of the of Jean-Michel Olas, our president, was um, to go international with the brand. And 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 uh, at that time, we were also investing in the basketball club of Tony Parker in Lyon, and and so you know, all together, the United States, Tony Parker, Olympique Lyonnais, and Logically, it was okay. Let's go in 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 the women's football because it's where we are good. Uh, it's the country of women's football, women's soccer, actually. Um, we can use football. We'll we'll <laughs> we we all will survive. <laughs> I've gotten a lot better at using both interchangeably. So we'll we, we'll totally understand if you want to stick with football. Okay, um, I might switch between the two, but it's it's all the same. Yeah. And 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 so uh, then we 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 started to to have discussion with the NWSL uh, to to learn to understand and I I, I spent a lot of time on that part, um, you know who are the owners uh, what are the clubs looking like uh, what who, what are the infrastructures uh, what is the attendance and actually there was a lot of uh, data. That I could uh, gather, and of course, with the World Cup, we had the opportunity to meet with some owners, uh, including Bill Predmore, who right. who knows everything about the NWSL since the beginning. So he 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 he, he, he teached her us a lot about the the league, the rules, and you know it's so different from Europe with this model of closed leagues and. All the rules and salary cap and and discovery, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we yeah. didn't we didn't have the CBA at that time. Mm-hmm. And and so finally we 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 made that deal with Bill uh, Predmore and acquired the 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 Rain FC at the end of uh, 2019. And and it, it, I mean it was so exciting at that time to you know Seattle is a fantastic city and and we felt like. Um, there was a good fit between Lyon and Seattle. Um, like um, in the, the cities are very different, but with some similarities. Uh, interesting geographic position. Um, 
a good business environment, um, open-minded, and 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 on the on the team themselves, we felt like we understood each other. Um, you know, there is a a culture in 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 the rain, uh, and I think we share uh, some of that. Uh, of course, there are some specificities, but we felt okay. We understand each other, and and we can build from that. And and then there was, um, um, I mean, COVID crisis, as everybody knows. So it um, it didn't help at the very beginning. Um, but in the end, I'm very happy that we went that that we made the decision to invest in the league in in 2019 because. I think probably we it was again uh, being somehow uh, pioneers uh, in 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 the women's football. Um, we started in two or four, you know, to invest significantly in the in the team in Lyon, and I think investing in the NWSL in 2019 is maybe at the beginning of the trend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, I mean, it really like when you think about when OL came in to the league and how even different it feels from 2019 to kind of the discussions we have about the NWSL now, like in terms of growth, in terms of, you know, there's plenty I want to talk to you about in terms of big picture strategy. But when I rewind to that moment in 2019, the league feels like it is in a very different place than where we have ended up. And I'm just kind of curious, like, what was the most kind of surprising maybe in a good way uh that you found about the NWSL if you're coming in right Lyon obviously exists in this kind of different space in the game and NWSL I do think like to your point discovery rules and and all of these kind of like weird quirks right that we're very used to and don't always know why they exist um but it is kind of a you know, I, I like to joke with people who are coming in as kind of expansion, like you're about to get smacked in the face by this league a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's a different world, but I mean, we we get to learn and understand. And, and you know, if you want to be in the league, you have to play by the rules. So if, if you don't learn about it, you know, but I, it's true, it's com- it was complex for us, but I think it's complex for any team. So um, just taking the time to learn. And of course we were, I mean, with Bill Prenmore, um, we, as I said, we had the best teacher because I think he is uh, the guy knowing uh, the best, all the rules of, of the league. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, he's been around it, since the beginning. I mean, that's kind of, you know, yeah. but I think coming in into this league uh, via a team that has been around since the very beginning, right? Not necessarily that kind of traditional expansion path, but the acquisition method. And I'm just kind of wondering from that high point, right? How do you step in where you know, okay, we have a a brand that's already established, fans that are already there, community that already understands this team, and not just necessarily kind of usher the team into this next step, but also say like, okay, we get to honor these things that have come before but also we know, okay, we've got this potential. Well, you know, it's it's a lot of things. Uh, first, as I said, it it was meaningful that we could understand each other and that we shared some values. And I, I think that was the basis of a sound discussion. Um, 
it was also a project to expand the brand. So we had to uh, to bring our OL somewhere. Mm -hmm. I know I know you're a very huge fan of our <laughs> or the I, Pringle. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I took it specially for you. <laughs> I, I thought that if you if you're gonna spend thirty minutes with it, you're gonna find it more friendly. Yeah, um, no, yeah. I, I do yeah. like, you know, I have an OL Rain jersey, like it is like, I think that there is kind of something interesting, though, in terms of obviously there is like there's skin in the game for OL, right? And I, I think that we've seen kind of on the men's side, like you think about Man City, right? And that kind of project. Mm. And we've never really seen something kind of that version of it on the woman's side because also like the investment has not traditionally been like no one's been like oh yeah I need to like create this kind of yeah, network exactly. of teams and now we we do have the model with OL yes and and um so to get back to your to your point of how do we come in this team and and what what can we bring as a positive uh uh, to a team that already exists and that has a strong basis. I, I, I think we had, there were some challenges with the team, especially with infrastructures. And, and so I think one of the first things we, we could do was to help the team, uh, have better infrastructures. So the, 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 obviously the move back to Seattle and especially to Lumenfield is a big, big change and as you as you saw recently it allow us to i mean to to break some records with our attendance and and of course it's it's only the beginning first season and 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 of course with the late schedule this year it was not so easy you know i mean these kind of yeah. things <laughs> but, I, know, uh, I know that struggle well yep <laughs> yeah i know i i know you know and 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 so it's um it's one thing we could do um and and that is i think positively welcomed by everyone around the club players of course the coach um but also the fans and and more generally the community uh, i think it's good to have the team in the big seattle and we keep the good relationship with tacoma because they welcome the team during Pre seasons and 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 we have also a strong fan base there. So we we want to be respectful to to everyone around the club who supported the club, um, and 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 so that's one one part. Then I think that we we can share some of our winning culture. I mean, the rain has its winning culture, and especially with Laura, of course, yep. because she won the two shield as two shields and and so uh, she has been uh, three times uh, coach of the year in the nwsl so i mean she she knows how to win um but it's interesting to share some of uh some of it and and i think um the conversation be between sonia and and laura is, is starting now um and you know with with the different as uh, season's calendar it's not mm -hmm. always easy to make everyone available but i'm sure that uh sharing some stuff about that is is something good and of course having the two teams it generates opportunities and the first opportunity was 
bringing Sophia, Bethany and, and Celia in Lyon for a six week training uh, at the end of 2020. Um, and I think it was a great experience for them and so happy, you know, that Bethany had a couple of caps and, and, and Sophia is now uh, one of the strong members of the national team. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's not thanks to this session, but it's also thanks to this session in Lyon. Right. You know, it's a, an additional experience for them. And, uh, and then, um, we had uh, uh, Eugenie, Sarah, and Mauro uh, coming in with the team last year, and I think it was fantastic experience yep. for the three of them. And um, I mean, it, it leaves some incredible memories. And 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 you saw what happened this week with uh, Eugenie's goal uh, yeah. <laughs> blowing just, up everywhere. Right? Yeah, Justin Bieber, LeBron James. <laughs> oh my God! What? Yeah. That's yeah, true. no, that that like that had some real legs. But I think that's kind yeah. of the interesting thing, too, is that there is this now global platform, right? Yeah. In terms of Lyon is such an established brand, like and and just like a team that everybody knows in the space mm -hmm. of women's soccer. Like, I think Lyon has really set the standard for over a decade on the international club level, right? Yeah. And so now you get to use some of that and also maybe take some of the lessons. And so I'm wondering just, you know, you have two clubs that are in two very different and unique positions. And so how do you maybe both like take advantage of the fact that they are not the same, but also it, it just feels like it's maybe a little interesting to try to be like, okay, what can we use from one and bring back to the other and whether that's players, resources, coaches, like, how is it like to manage that relationship? It's a very interesting question. And I, I mean, one of the key points is, um, it, it's, I would say it's not on the sports side, but it's, you know, having a team that is not related to a, to, to a men's and women's club. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a women's team we have in Seattle. And in Lyon, it's a club with men and women's team. So it's right. a very different thing. We have our stadium. We have all our infrastructures. We have a huge front office managing all the business of the club. And in in Seattle, we need to develop everything. And so we, we need to have a team that is 100% focused on the women's team, on the business of the team. And so we... I think one of one of the very interesting things we we learn from the from the NWSL experience is okay, let's focus more on the women's teams on the business side. Yeah. And 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 of course we see what L, what Angel City is doing and and so you know, even if we are pioneer, I think that we need to remain very humble and learn from everyone and, and one of one of the things we learn is okay we need more people focused on the on the women's team including in the front office so we are already a couple of them but we are expanding that part um we i mean for four years we have the, the 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 proper sponsors for the women's teams but you know it's more than that what you can do in this women's football now you can really expand and 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 then you show that what you are really doing with 
this unique platform that you have built with two women's team, it's okay. I somehow it's my contribution to the positive transformation of the of the society. You know, every yeah. time you yeah. every time you put women forward, your impact. And, and that was the, the starting point for uh, our presidents. And I think it's even more now, even more um, significant, especially as we, we know that, you know, women rights are never, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole subject for another podcast. No, though, but I, I mean, yeah. it's, it's meaningful. So that's why I, 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 right. I don't want to, yeah. to talk long about that, but it, it's meaningful yeah. that we no, have I think these, these two teams and that makes us a little bit unique and we want to put that forward and and this opportunity we have uh, in the coming days to have the ol team being celebrated at lumenfield with a trophy of the champions league you know mm -hmm. it's something okay that's fantastic looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Yeah, I mean, I think it is really interesting, too, because obviously as someone who has been to a lot of, you know, women's ICC tournaments over the years, right? Like, there is now this breaking down of boundaries between what we would have considered maybe like a more traditional space. Like, it's easier to watch Champions League, right? Yeah. More than ever in mm, the U.S. More than ever, yeah. And I'm wondering what you're seeing in terms of, I guess, crossover appeal between the two teams. Like, are you seeing Rain fans become Lyon fans obviously you know there is a factor for Lyon I think here in the U.S. which is Katerina Macario on the team as well being yeah. I think a pretty significant draw for a lot of people but also Lindsay Horan coming over to join her as well yeah sure they are fantastic ambassadors for us um and and yeah I mean I mean the number of messages I receive uh during Lyon games 
from the U.S. is increasing mm-hmm. all the time. So I, I think you know, I, I, yeah. I, I think it, it, it makes uh, it makes it way. Um, and and I mean, I think we need to show more because we we, we till now we we. We did not, you know, really communicate on these unique things that we've done. We, we, we work on, on each side of the Atlantic or, and try to, to expand, uh, locally or, I mean, in Europe and in the US, but in Seattle, maybe, mainly, but it's, it's time now to, to be proud and to be bold and to, to really, uh, to to really leverage on 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 the on the on on the the existence of the two teams and their link uh, to the group. So I, I yeah. we have a lot to do on that. Yeah, I mean, I just and think it's also you know one of the things that when we saw a whole bunch of Americans go over to WSL, right? Like Tobin Tobin Heath and Kristen Press going over to United, there was this immediate demand of, okay, how do I buy jerseys, yeah. right? And I think yeah. the same thing happened with Macario and Haran when they went over to Leon. Like I, I'm a person who was like, okay, how do I go acquire a Katarina Macario Leon jersey now? And so I think yeah. it's not just necessarily the, the breaking down of boundaries when it comes to access to watching the games, but it's that whole whole piece of okay if i want to become a leon fan how do i acquire a jersey in the u.s like what is the accessibility to me to become kind of that full-fledged supporter yeah. of the team now and 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 that's where we need more focused person you know in mm-hmm. in the organization so i'm 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 i think we're on the right path because we we've recruited um i mean several very excellent profile in in uh, in Seattle and also in Lyon, and people are sh- starting to work really together. You know, to build that, to build this path, and to 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 make this happen for and available for all stakeholders, uh, including I mean fans, sponsors, but not only. I mean, it's also building about the impact that you want to to have around you. So, and of course we have, uh, I mean, we have um, Megan Rapin on one side, we have Adaiga on the other, on the other side, you know, I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah, and, <laughs> it really is. I mean, you look at the roster of two teams and it's like, oh, okay, that's, uh, that's casual, uh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's more than cool. I mean, it's time I'm in front of the group. I, I, I'm like, can you say my jersey, please? Because I forgot last time. Or yeah. can you? <laughs> so I mean, I think so- that 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 is kind of speaking to though the appeal. Like, you know, I think one of the big discussions that I think we're having from an NWSL point of view, right, with the overall growth of the game is. How do you turn the NWSL or keep the NWSL at kind of the top of the list when it comes to both attracting players, but keeping players here, making it a a good place to play? Facilities is obviously a big thing. Like, you know, Kansas City, I think, is setting a really high standard for the rest of the league in terms of facilities, in terms of a stadium being built, right? But from from your point of view, obviously, Lyon has always kind of been that destination for a lot of players. Um, is there a lesson there maybe for the NWSL in terms of, you know, I think it's really hard for the league here to compete with Champions League in terms of 
the appeal for a player to go play in Champions League. Yeah. Yes, I, I mean, the, the Champions League obviously is the international competition for clubs and, and, and there is no equivalent and it's it's more and more attractive with the investment made by clubs in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, the NWSL is a very attractive competition because you never know who's going to win the game. You know, you just yeah. <laughs> you just see every weekend, oh my God, oh, that was the result of this game. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and you see that last year we didn't know who would make the playoffs till mm-hmm. the last, the, the, the last day. Uh, uh, so, um, that's something unique in the NWSL and a very, uh, a, a strength of the NWSL. Then there is this missing part, which is the international competition. So I think it's one of the topic on which we need to work in the best way with the difficulty mm-hmm. of the calendar with uh, our season being different in the US from the overall uh, football right. calendar. So that's one topic. So there is the space for this uh, WACC tournament and and, mm-hmm. and, and and the other one uh, in Weville, uh, that oil win will yeah, be women's this cup. year. Yep. Yeah, Women's Cup. And, and so we, we we need as a league. I think we we need to to get into this uh, topic of international competition because I mean it's so exciting, and and you want to know you want to know who is the best. Yeah, right. Just right. Want to know. There is that appeal of of Leon yes. coming in and and playing you know, mm. Portland, right? There there always is that kind of, or Houston Dash playing Barcelona, right? Like, I mm. think a lot of people were like, I do not know how this is going to go because also the styles are so different too. Like, that is kind of to see these teams, even if, if one is in preseason, like you still have world-class players on the pitch and it is kind of yes. that. They're, mm. they're always really have felt like bragging rights are at stake 100% no matter when it is people are yeah. like no we we have a point to prove and we will be proving it thank you <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah. that's that's very exciting that's a point for the league I think what I mean the the new investors in the league I mean whether Lyon but of course uh, Kansas City Angel City what I mean they are raising the bar mm-hmm. and so it's something that the players will feel. I think that all players over the last two years in the league have seen what has happened. And I I mean it's it's a little bit strange to say to say that given what we went through. Right. And uh and that will never go out of our our minds i mean we've been in 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 that and it's we i mean it's a heavy thing Mm -hmm. um but on the other way on the other side uh with the new with the investors coming in the league and in all teams actually there is there is either a new owner or uh new investors Mm -hmm. i mean there is a lot of change there is a lot of investment cash passion uh, high profiles, uh, suburb yes. recently in Gotham. Right, right. And, and so it, it brings a lot to the NW, a lot of attractivity to the NWSL. And I'm confident with that under the leadership of Jessica Berman, we will be able to, 
to to be a role model league and and to to remain very attractive and at some point um i know that in europe also they want to know who is the best you know they want to know are we really the best or or not yeah <laughs> and, yeah and and so of course with time we need to be able to um to Im to improve all infrastructures in all for all clubs so we have our own challenges uh on that uh, we started with the stadium now we need to work on our training facility um but we i know all teams are doing that actually so yeah i'm just okay yeah, let's let's take a step back because, you know, I think that we've spoken a lot about Champions League, about all this growth. Right. Obviously, you know, I think we're we're now kind of past the point where inflection point even really means maybe something. Right. But, you know, we have seen obviously a lot of record crowds for Champions League Euros, I think, is going to get a lot of attention, um, is also going to force NWL to step up here just from someone who has the the vantage point of being able to see maybe what that's going to mean for Europe, but also what it might mean for the U.S. Like, I wonder if you have kind of a number one priority already brewing in your head of like, okay, how do we take advantage of, you know, after every major tournament, there's always like you get the bump, right? And and we've always been asking the question here of how do we turn that into something more sustainable? And that is kind of the million dollar question, I think, of of women's soccer in this country. But this kind of now feels like we're not just hitting these these moments that the moments are actually now coming and they're coming on the club and country level in a way where we're actually finally seeing the landscape grow on both sides at the same time. I. Well, I. I think that it's all about strategy and focus and dedicated resources. I mean, if, if you, I think that if you take the global landscape in Europe, it started with, okay, let's have a women's team because it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so clubs, I mean, I, I don't speak for Lyons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but generally, it was like that. Let's have a women's team. It's good. And so, okay, they can play on this pitch here on the. <laughs> and okay, we yeah. can put we can put a little stand uh, if someone wants to watch the game. And so that's it. And then there is a, a, a nations tournament, and everybody is interested, and it's uh, oh, that's great, women's football. And then you go back and nothing is done. So after the 2019 World Cup, we thought, okay, it's now because everybody was like, wow, this stadium in Lyon, full stadium, shouting equal pay. Yep. And I mean, yep. it was like crazy. Yeah, that there, was one I of guess. the greatest things I've, I've ever been at in my life, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> 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 And, but then there was the COVID and, and actually it, it seemed that women's football went out of COVID much stronger than it was before. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also because, um, everybody had time to think 
and everybody attempt to think of what matters, about what matters, and equality is something that matters, and women's football is something that is perceived as a force for good and something changing the world. And so we came out of this period with, well, 91,000 people, two times in Barcelona, a fantastic final for for uh, the, the Champions League in, in Turin. Um, I mean, huge game in Paris Saint-Lyon for the Lyon PSG, PSG Lyon. And then um, now we have strong investors. When you see what the, the what England did, I mean, they've worked for five years on their projects. And at the end, they win. They win in a mm-hmm. full Wembley stadium. And they have a fantastic coach who said it's all, it's all about changing the the society and it's more than football and so i think that the million dollar question now is we need to invest in resources to focus because everything is there we just have to get to it the sponsors are ready the fans are ready because what they lived in wembley it's also what they live when they see women's games because it's fun because it's good football because it's joy and because it's it feels different you know it feels mm-hmm. different and so there is um, a fan base for women's football we just need to get to it and i think that that that's that requires dedicated resources and and to go back to you know learning from others when we see what um what other clubs are doing, really recruiting hard. And the, 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 the new teams in the NWNS cell are recruiting a, a lot in the front office. And that change, that's the game changer. Yeah. So that's it. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, no, it feels simple. Yeah, we know there's so much work ahead. But it's so I, I just want to say thank you so much. I feel like we could go for another four hours if they let us. I, I know that you've got something to get to but i super appreciate it hopefully at some point we we cross paths in person whether that's in seattle or leon but i super appreciate you taking all the time to be on the show today of course and you're you're very welcome both in seattle and leon let us know and and i will keep a a pringle for you okay (laughs) perfect (laughs) thank you sophie (laughs) thank you bye meg (laughs) bye Thanks to Sophie for her time. I'm really not joking when I say I could probably talk to her for three to four hours if she would tolerate it. Uh, But in the meantime, you can all follow her on Twitter and that link will be in the show notes. One more thing, you already know this, but you need to watch A League of Their Own on Amazon Prime Video. Thank you in advance. It's really good. I am on my wife's pace for this, so we are about halfway through, but honestly, I think it's it's maybe good to savor it instead of binging it. I know people who are already on their third watches. So, you know, everybody's got a different pace. Um, also, I will say we are buzzing over the only murders in the building finale next week. So there was a plot twist that I honestly did not see coming, which is surprising for the show. Like they, you know, like they're good, but not like this. So is it next Tuesday yet? I'm ready. All right. Again, for all things full-time, you can visit fulltimepod.com. There are links for all of the major podcast platforms in one spot, plus more information. If you'd like to subscribe to The Athletic and support all of our women's soccer coverage, plus get everything else The Athletic has to offer, you can do that right now at theathletic.com slash full-time. 
is always one of our very, very best deals. My name is Meg. You have been listening to Full Time with Meg Linehan. You can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Meg Linehan and my work at The Athletic. Full Time, of course, does not exist without the work and support of senior podcast producer Michael Zimmerman. From The Athletic, I'm Meg. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.